0: Hiya, and welcome to Safe Space with Jules, the podcast. Um, This is the 10th episode, which is crazy. And I've been thinking about doing something particularly special for the 10th episode. But then I came to realize that there's something odd about us humans celebrating only specific things instead of celebrating all the things and with that I mean we always wait until it's Friday to relax or till it's Saturday we always look forward to when the weather gets warmer outside we always wait until we have days off until we do things we want to do and we always say oh once I have this or once I look like this then dot 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 and I thought I don't want that energy anywhere near my podcast so even though it is the 10th episode it's gonna be like in like all the other episodes because I don't want to take away how special the other episodes are um so I hope that's okay with you guys today I want to talk about something that is very relevant to me and perhaps to you as well, perhaps you can relate to this um, in in some way or another, and it's what is called uh emotional paralysis. And that doesn't sound too fun, and to be honest, it's not. but I um I really do want to talk about it because it's something that has affected me um, for the past. I want to say year, and I think definitely the whole virus and lockdown and everything has contributed, contribu- contributed, sorry, <laughs> a lot to that. Um, and yeah, I wanted to talk about it, maybe cast some light on on this type of thing. Maybe it can help someone. Um, so yeah, let's just get right into it. Sorry. don't let me down easy my love for you makes you not want me find so um, i'm going to be talking sort of just freely but i'm also going to use uh, an article i found about emotional paralysis and i'm going to link that in the description of this episode as well um and just a disclaimer i'm not an expert and i'm not saying that this article is a hundred percent valid or like um done by professionals either i just found it and i could relate to pretty much everything that it said so i thought it was relevant in that sort of way um but yeah I want to list off some common signs of emotional paralysis that I've seen in this article and that I also see in my day-to-day life. And one of the signs of emotional paralysis is that you allow fear of uncertainty to make decisions for you because you're so paralyzed by the fear of failure. And this means that you don't even try anything new that you want to do because you have a fail or stay where I am mentality and this is so relatable the amount of things new things or things I used to do that I want to to do again or to try that I don't because I'm so scared that I'm not going to be able to do it correctly or I'm going to fail at it or it's not going to be as easy as I thought or whatever it may be it's sad because it it's, it puts me in a place where I, I'm not moving anywhere. Um, I'm not going forward at all. Um, one might argue that I'm going backwards because I'm just... I'm not evolving. I'm not trying out new things because I'm too scared to fail. Um... And that ties in with another sign of emotional paralysis, which is you mentally freeze any time your inner self tries to initiate, initiate a change. As a result, change doesn't occur for days, weeks, months or even years. And now this, um, this really struck me because I realized that I've been sort of in the same state of life for the past year and now I understand that for a lot of us we haven't been able to do much about our situation because of the lockdown and I also am aware that I'm in a privileged situation because I've not been affected by it financially or um, physically. I've not been sick or I've not lost anyone close to me because of the virus or anything like that so I I understand that I'm coming from a privileged place but but what I mean is I um I've literally been stuck between the four walls of my apartment really um and that has that has changed a lot of things for me I um I was walking to the grocery store today and even that has become uh, a very difficult task for me to do. I was struggling not to have uh, an anxiety attack all the way there. Uh, I could feel my heart rate um, going up and I could feel myself uh, struggling to breathe properly and I got very anxious and the first thing I think about when I get anxious is I wanna uh, self-harm and I was trying to calm myself down because I needed to get groceries. And this is just a result of me being locked up inside. And I, I also know that I, I've taken the, the stay inside um, sort of um, rule m- perhaps too seriously. I've not been socializing a lot. I've not been outside a lot. Um, But that's also because I have really severe um, anxiety when it comes to uh, being sick. So I've been very scared of getting the virus and everything like that. Um, So that's just resulted in me being inside and ending up being scared of the outside. And... um, Yeah, so that's like, that's some of the things emotional paralysis has done to me. Um, I'm going to continue on giving you some examples. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to talk about all of the 25 common signs that is listed on this article, because I think it will take too long. But uh, as I said, I will link to it. So if you need to go back and look at it yourself, um, you can do so. Um another another thing um that is is written on this article and that I relate to as well is you keep putting off your passion projects because someone else said they were childish games that you were destined to lose. That's just the the description of it, but I can relate to this in a lot of ways because it it kind of relates to me not doing the things that I want to do or trying out new things um But I did buy a pair of roller skates, um, the side-by-side ones, because I already have inliners, because I want to get back out there and I want to try and find the child inside of me that loved to skate. Um, And I was good at it as well. I wasn't doing tricks or anything, (laughs) but I like, you know, I could ride around, and I could, like, go downhill, and I could, you know, I knew how to brake, and and stuff like that, like, I could use it as, like, a transportation um, device, so to say, and I want to be able to do that again, Um, and it's stupid, because I've been very scared of going back to it, because I know I'm not going to be good at it um, in the beginning, I know I'm going to probably fall, which I'm also scared of, and I'm probably going to look ridiculous um but i bought them and they fit and they they feel good and now i'm just waiting to get some pads um like protection pads for knees and elbows and wrists because i don't i don't trust myself i need to protect myself i already have a helmet but i'm like i'm not saying i'm 100 percent stuck in this mental par- uh or emotional paralysis uh i am trying to get out of it in areas, and this is one of them. Um, But yeah, Uh, another thing that is uh, a common sign of emotional paralysis is that it's difficult to wake up in the morning. You have very irregular sleeping and waking times, and this is spot on me. I don't think I've had a regular um, going to bed, waking up, like sleeping schedule for the past year. And that's really bad. It's really, really bad. Um, because sleep is really important. We all know it. Uh, I don't think we talk about it enough. How much um, it affects you. To have a good and like steady, stable sleeping pattern. But it, it's it's really good for you. It has a lot of health benefits. Um, both physical and, and mental. But yeah, I, I don't... I sleep too much or I sleep too little and I have a really hard time waking up in the morning which is why for a while I thought maybe what I'm experiencing is more uh, depression because that's a big symptom of it of depression and a lot of other things that I've been dealing with s- sort of seem similar to depression but I don't think that it is and i've talked to my therapist about it and he doesn't think that it is either and then i came across this term emotional par um being emotionally paralyzed and it just makes more sense to me um not that it is a diagnosis or anything but i don't know sometimes it's nice finding comfort in uh, knowing that you're not alone in it you know um And then another common um, thing or sign that can indicate that you're emotionally paralyzed is you spend hours looking at and envying other people's lives. Um, And then it says, especially those who have lives that you wish you had, but you are frozen immediately after you try to step out of your consumption zone and move towards your creation zone. And this I relate to, uh, so hard. I am completely, um, sort of body deep into, uh, being a consumer of, um, Twitch, which is a streaming service where people live stream, uh, playing video games or singing or whatever they may do. Um... And I'm also completely (laughs) in uh, entranced with the world of fan fiction and generally just fiction about lives that just seems better than mine. And I keep trying to think, oh, but maybe I can take some of the things that I see from these Twitch streamers or from this story that I'm reading and try and and make that fit into my life, but I always get, as it says, frozen and or paralyzed. Um, and I don't do it because I'm scared that I'm going to fail at it, which ties into what I was talking about earlier. Um. So, yeah. Um. And then another common sign is that you lack confidence and believe that you're worse off than you really are because of other people's success um, and how it paralyzes you and make you think that you can can never catch up and this relates to what I was just talking about because it's so easy with social media to get caught up in how people make their lives look online and you think I'm never gonna get as good of a life as they have but you you forget that they're just showing the pretty parts, you know, they're not showing the rough parts, and they have rough parts, too, because they're human. Um, so you're comparing their best with your worst, which is not fair. Um, and you should never compare to begin with. But that's really difficult when you're in that state of mind. Um And for me, it's, it's like, uh, it exhausts you thinking that you have so much catching up to do to even be close to winning at life or to doing it, you know, like, and then you end up just giving up because why does it, like, it doesn't matter. And, um, the effort is too big for the reward is basically what you're thinking, what I'm thinking. Um, so yeah, um, another thing that's very common if you're emotionally paralyzed is that you often deny that you're emotionally paralyzed and you claim to be fine, which is also very me. (laughs) I have a tendency to just be like, oh, things are going okay, or I'm fine, I don't really know, it's difficult to put a pin on it, like, what's really wrong, because... That's usually, people usually want a specific answer uh, so they can give a specific solution so you can get better. But when it comes to being emotionally paralyzed, there is no specific answer and there is no, like, specific solution. It's just sort of, it's more fluid, which makes it, in my opinion, a lot more difficult to figure out a way to get out of the state of being paralyzed emotionally. Um, and then there's another thing which <laughs> I also relate to, which is the news upset you because political agendas, stories of other people's suffering, and people's participation in movements make you feel more ashamed for thinking about your own issues and wanting to make uh make life better for yourself first and this I relate to so hard um i uh I feel very strongly about um, standing up for human rights, all human rights, and I can get very caught up in shouting for the underdog and trying to to fight everyone's battle, um, and I can end up feeling like I don't, I'm not, I don't deserve to, to spend time on me. And my problems and getting my life in order because of the people who are suffering. Um, But we all know that that's not good. (laughs) We all know that you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you do it on on the person next to you. Um, And there's a reason for that. Because you can't help others if you're dying yourself. If you're suffering yourself. So you gotta look at yourself first. Um, But it's very difficult when you when you feel like you aren't worth it um so yeah and let's see um there's also another thing that i've already sort of touched upon but it says you shut the world out by napping a lot escapism uh through media or surfing the web and i've already talked about it this is what i do i nap so much because i just want to be asleep because then i don't have to think about anything then i don't have to participate and days go by very fast when you're just constantly asleep um, or using escapism as a coping mechanism. And I use escapism as a big coping mechanism because it's, it's easier, it's comfort, um, because you don't have enough energy to deal with, with reality. But it's not sustainable. At some point, it's going to ca- catch up to you and you're going you're gonna to need to face the demons, so to say. Um, another thing that's uh, a sign that you're emotionally paralyzed is your feelings are all or nothing you're either numb or explosive and I relate to this hugely and I also think that my medication taps into the reason behind it but I am very on and off Um, most of the time I feel very numb I um, I don't, I've realized or sort of recognized or how do you say i i've seen how i don't react emotionally to things i normally would react emotionally to i don't either i don't react at all or i have a very small reaction which is very uncommon for me because i'm a very emotional person um and i think as i said i think it ties into me being on antidepressants um because they do People talk about how you feel like you're in like this bubble of your own and you can't really figure out what's real and what's not. And you don't really feel connected to everything around you and people around you, which is very true. That's how I feel, um, which sucks in a lot of ways because you can come off as if you're um, emotionally detached Uh, which i guess you are but it can come off as if you're harsh or if you're cold-hearted but in fact you're just not capable of making that emotional connection because of the medication you're on which can be really difficult in uh in situations um but at the same time my medication is also keeping me from having anxiety attacks constantly and keeping me from having a lot of physical symptoms to anxiety and keeping me from um a lot of self-harming as well. So I I kind of have to take the sort of take the numbness and the the disconnection from everything and sort of the depersonalization depersonali- from everything. I I need to ta- I need to take that because the other th- sort of um the other alternative is worse. And that's not to say that that's the experience for everyone on antidepressants. It's not to say that antidepressant doesn't work. Um, It's more to say that that's how I am at this point in my life. This is what I'm experiencing. And I need to try and figure out what to do with it. Um, But yeah, I'm just trying to be honest with y'all. Anyways... um, And another thing is uh, another sign of of being emotionally paralyzed is sometimes you think you can live with this and be okay. And other times you feel like you're dying, Um, which is just another indicator that your feelings are very on and off uh, or very all or nothing. And there is times where I'm like, this is just the way life is, this sort of very numb disconnection from everything um that's what i have to settle for 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 life to be bearable um and sometimes i think that's okay you know then that that's it and other times i um i feel really bad because it it's very scary not being able to feel things and feel very disconnected both physically and emotionally, um, and mentally, from from everything and everyone. You sort of feel like a ghost, um, walking around. Uh, or like a, a shell of of who you were, or something like that. That can be really tricky. Um, let's see what more it says. Um, it's it's also uh, a sign if you make most decisions based on f- the fear of three things, which is fear of the future, fear of what people would think, and fear of failure. Which is, um, I mean me in a nutshell. <laughs> I have always been told by my dad that I worry too much, and I wish I could have told him sooner, like... Yeah, I do. It's, it's because I have anxiety. There's no really other way for me to cope or to deal with things than worry and overthink. Um, but I know that now. And yeah, sometimes future seems so far away and it seems like things aren't going to change. Um, and sometimes you get paralyzed by, by trying new things or doing new things, um, because you're scared of what people are going to say or think, which you shouldn't like, I'm aware, (laughs) I'm very much aware that you shouldn't care about what people think, but that's easy to say and hard to do. Um, and the fear of failure we've already talked about. So it's sort of, um, it's sort of, what do you say? Uh, it's self explanatory. Um, And then another sign which is very relatable as well is You have a difficult time reconciling your multiple selves The trembling self you show to those you fear The detached self you show to anyone you don't know The worst self that explodes whenever you're alone or with someone closest to you The chill self that you reveal to those you feel comfortable with Which are very few people the diligent self that show or, that you show at work or school, the creative self that is like your best friend in times of trouble, the idea, ideal self that you wish to become, and the hidden self that is vain, mysterious, strange, and recogni- unrecognizable. Um, I think we perhaps all feel this way, um, at least at some point. Um... But at least for my, my own personal experience, I <laughs> sometimes feel like I have a bunch of personalities hidden in me. And sometimes it's hard knowing who is there and who isn't and who am I, really. It's hard to figure out, um, especially when you feel so disconnected from everything and from emotions and, s- and so on. So that can be really tricky, um, stressful as well. And then there's something that ties into what we've talked about already, which is you either eat too much or too little, you exercise too much or too little, sleep too much or too little, you do too much of one thing and neglect others, you expect too much and do too little, or you do too much and accomplish little, which is, again, correlating to how your emotions are all or nothing emotions. Um... Sometimes I sleep a lot, sometimes I don't sleep, sometimes I eat a lot, sometimes I don't eat. Um, and it it's it's difficult because it's just constant roller coaster ride every single day, and you never really know what is gonna happen next and it's <laughs> it's uh it's it's a lot. I'm um, not gonna lie and the last one that i feel is uh important to to point out is that you're more fearful than at peace you're more dissatisfied than content you know what you want but you fear the judgment and consenting remarks of others you're in a constant cycle of worry sadness and distress you think more about the future and the past and are everywhere but the present as a consequence of being afraid of the state of simply being and facing your own paralysis head on. Whew, that's a tough one. And it ties well together uh, with the whole uh, emotional paralysis. Because, at least from my own experience, my mind is everywhere but right now. Because right now is scary to me. Right now is not where I want to be and i don't see me changing it i don't see how i can change it like <clears throat> i i know i i know the tools don't get me wrong but i don't have motivation is the wrong word i don't have the power i feel like to do it i i can't muster up enough energy to change it so it's easier to stay away from what is Creating the paralysis in the begin in in the first place, and and it's easier to s- to sort of move towards something that uh, ignores the paralysis that numbs it really, which is escapism 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 you know escaping <laughs> from things the coping mechanism I was talking about where you either you sleep a lot or you use social media. Um, some people can use exercise to sort of get away. Some people use food um, and so on and so forth. Um, and the reason why I wanted to talk about all of this is to share, sort of shed a light on the issue. And I bet that at least one person listening may relate to some of this because I do think that Corona and the lockdown has um, kicked in. This state of being into life for a lot of people and it's a very lonely process, it's a very lonely state of being uh, to be in and it's really hard, it's difficult to explain because from the outside it can look like you're just being lazy or you're prioritizing wrong or something. Where inside you're actually in in constant turmoil and distress, um which is tiring, but um, I wish I had like a I could end the episode saying this is how to fix it, this is how to get out of it, but I don't know because I'm still in it um I'm still in it, and I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> bit by bit, how to get out, and how to get better. But, um, I just, I don't know, I wanted to share about it. Um, I wanted to talk about it because I also feel like we live in a society where we aren't listened to unless we're on, on our deathbed, unless we are talking about suicide, unless we're talking about clinical depression. Um... Which I think is wrong because I think it's wrong to compare one um, illness to another, one state of being to another, um, one human to another. I think it's it's wrong because we're all individuals and we all experience things as individuals. Um, and I guess... I don't know, I just hope that me talking and me being honest and open can can do something for someone listening i uh I read a quote um that said that some people heal in public so that the other the so that the people in private can heal, and I really like that, and that's not to make it seem like I'm doing God's work <laughs> because I know I'm not. But if I can just help one person, even just for half an hour, then that's what I want to do. Um, because it helps me to talk about these things, to get them out. Um, it brings me courage to tackle my my issues. Um, and I hope that it can give you listening some courage too. Because you're worth it. Um you're worth the struggle and you're worth (laughs) the you're worth a life where you're not feeling numb all the time where you're not feeling disconnected you're worth laughing you know on a wednesday night with your roommate you're worth good food tasting delicious food uh... going for walks feeling in the rain, you know, all these things that are so cliche but so true and we need them and I'm getting emotional and I'm trying not to <laughs> um but we deserve more than that it's just fucking difficult to talk about um because there's so much self-doubt and self-hate bound to it, at least for me there is so it can also be embarrassing to have to admit that that's what you're going through. But um, yeah, if any of you listening have experienced something similar and you want to talk about it, please let me know. Please DM me on Instagram at Safe with Jules or email me at safe space with at gmail.com. I would love to talk about it with someone who can uh, who can relate, I would love to listen to someone talk about their own experiences. Um, Cause I, I believe in healing together. I um, I really do. I don't think you can fully heal alone. We're social animals. We need people, and that's okay. Even though it sucks. I'm the kind of person that, wish that I wish that I could just do it on my own but I don't think I can and that's okay it's okay to reach out you know so yeah anyway before I start sobbing <laughs> I'm gonna end the podcast episode here but again thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening um for partaking in this that I'm trying to do with the podcast um, and as always if you have any suggestions to things you want me to talk about let me know I'd love to hear them and uh, other than that I hope you do well I hope you take care of yourself um, go get a shower get some water or drink a cup of tea <laughs> Or go for a walk. Or call your mom. Do something good for yourself. Listen to some good music. And yeah. Until next time. Stay good. And I love y'all. Bye.